songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drugs. This is Betsy Stove. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I feel. Today I am joined by my co-host Amy Albert. Hello. Hello. And I am so excited to finally have her on the show. She is a Tony Award winner. <laughs> no I big mean, deal. Excuse it's, me. Excuse me. <laughs> it's Laura Bonanti. Bonanti, you did it. I am so sorry. Even when I know a name very well, I freak out in my head. I used to, when I, when Amanda Allen used to co-host this show with me, I would make her sometimes say names that I was afraid to say. Yeah, no, my greatest fear in life or one of the many is having to introduce people to each other. <gasps> oh, me Where I'm like, too. and I go into a full sweat. Yes. Where I'm like, <laughs> and then I look at them like, it's just, you say it. Just you say it. I don't want to yeah. say it. And yeah, then they look yeah. back and you're like, do you not know my fucking name? And you're like, no, of course I do. But don't make me say it out loud. To <laughs> exactly. Especially when it's someone you've known for years oh, oh, and you so look worse. at them and you have to say their name and you're like, oh God, yeah, I, yeah. what is their name? Yeah. Am I going to fuck it up? Or like, am I going to mispronounce it? You did. No, you already did. You did. You know what I, I. It's not that fucking hard. The the only good thing to come out of the pandemic is that we're not shaking hands anymore. Yeah. Because I have the, I have like a chronic clam hand for some reason. Okay. When I have to meet anyone, even if I know them, my hand is so sweaty and I, I'm always like, oh, so I'm always apologizing, like wiping on my pants sure. and apologizing. And so if I don't I just know wash my hands, <laughs> I just wash my hands. I didn't pay. Remember when you used to say that? I didn't pay on them. Like, who the fuck pays you on Used to. Hands? Remember when we used to? I you still say that. <laughs> Actually, I tell people, don't worry, it's just pee. <laughs> I, I like that approach most. I just paid on my hands. No big deal. So when I don't know someone's name, oh my god, I'm just like terrible. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. It's horrible. <laughs> Not great. Oh, you didn't see it, but Amy just wiped her hands all over her body her and, and mostly her boobies. Yeah, yeah, mostly her boobs. You missed the show. It was, it was very hot. Mm -hmm. Sorry, yeah. you missed. I'm gonna it. make it into a gif. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. There's a lot of gyrating and grabbing my low my low yeah. titties you'll see it don't worry <laughs> your low titties <laughs> my low hanging fruit <laughs> so i have three kids they are all boys i have a five-year-old an eight-year-old and a ten-year-old and they're making me crazy amy what you got i have two kids i have a five and a half year old and a freshly three-year-old oh, oh my gosh Laura, what's the situation over look, at your place? Look, I just have one, but she's a handful. <laughs> She's like 12 in one. Um, and then, you know, we've been on the, we've been on this like crazy journey to try and grow our family. It's been a real pain in the oh. ovaries and giant. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah. So, so we're trying, we're doing our best. We'll see. We'll see how we do it. Cool. That's great. Laura, how, how old is your daughter? She's four. She's she was four on Valentine's Day. Sweet. Sweet. I had an ex-boyfriend with a birthday on Valentine's Day. I well, think about it every Valentine's like Day. Yeah. <laughs> now now, now you think... can be like, oh, that's Ella's birthday. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of Schmegface. Schmegface. Yeah, his name is 
Schmeg face. Yeah. That's, his, <laughs> uh, that's his given name. Do you ever do you ever look up ex-boyfriends, find out that they're not um in a uh, like married and then feel like very satisfied and think like they're probably just not over me? No. Quite quite literally I did that yesterday with my kids at the park. I'm not kidding. Thank with you, two Amy. of them. One when I found it was divorced and I'm like that's right, bish. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All of my ex-boyfriends are very famous and happy. So it's a goddamn nightmare. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. So I, I get to imagine. see I get to see them where I'm like, oh, that's fun for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nobody knows they're a fucking asshole except me. Cool. Okay. Oh, oh my great. god. That's a nightmare. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No, it's not great. I feel like every single ex-boyfriend and husband, because I have been married three times um is like very successful and happy which is i wish them all the best i'm so happy for them <laughs> her face is in a happy grimace yes she's my butthole it's a tight so smile <laughs> yes i'm making diamonds <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well laura if you anytime if if today you ever want to talk about that journey of trying to build your family sure. uh like I know, you know, people listening to this show also are are uh, off off. Goodbye, and that was well, hi. Um, yep, are also working on that and dealing with that. And yeah. I'm sure it it's always nice to hear other, you know, funny successful ladies talking about what they're going through. Yeah, I'm um, happy to talk about it whenever you want. I'm, I'm a super open book about that. I feel like we are so quiet about our female reproductive system. And yeah. that to me is just sort of part of the deep-seated misogyny of our culture, where we're allowed to talk about really hard, yes. sad things, but like not a lady body. Don't talk about that giant yeah. to me. I don't want to know. No, I don't want to know about your menstruation. I don't want to know about your miscarriage. Just exactly. keep it to yourself. Yeah. I actually wrote a, an article for the Huffington Post about one of my miscarriages. Mm -hmm. um, and I I am glad that I did. I feel like it's helped a lot of people. I've gotten a lot of like beautiful messages from women saying that it was helpful to them. But that was the thing that I, the reason I wrote it is I, after the miscarriage, so many of my dear friends were like, oh, me too. And I was like, when? Why didn't you tell me I would have been there for you? This is fucking yeah. horrible. And yeah. I was like crying, getting into my apartment. And my neighbor was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I just had a miscarriage. And she, I have never seen a human evacuate an area faster. She was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And just like shut the door. And oh I was like, God, another woman? Yeah, but if I had been like, my uncle died or like my dog has cancer, she would mm -hmm. hold me and like suckled me for a full 45 minutes mm -hmm. and i was like what is making her so deeply uncomfortable and that's why i wrote about it i just feel like it's the thing oh. one of the many things we don't talk about so you know i've had three miscarriages i have tried ivf i have tried iui i've tried it all our next journey is to try to do a surrogate mm -hmm. and if that doesn't work then we're gonna probably adopt right um, on. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. the reason we didn't start there is um, I actually have two girls from my previous marriages who are grown ass women now, but like they are my children for sure. Um, well, so you have three children? I do. I mean, they have moms, so I don't want to. Oh, I see. You know uh -huh. what I mean? They have moms who are in their lives, and I would never purport to be their mothers, but they are, I love them that way. Yeah. Um, I've always wondered about that dynamic um, of like, 
I haven't really, I haven't experienced that, but I have, I have siblings who have, you know, someone who is sort of a parent or mm-hmm. a step parent or sort yeah, of a step parent. And then when the parents uh, split, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a sort of a complicated, so there's like no manual for that. Yeah. No, no, there really isn't. I've actually thought about writing a book about it and then I oops, lay down. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it. I, so I have never suffered a miscarriage. However, I, so, so because of that, I don't feel like I'm like allowed to speak Mm. very much on this subject Mm. because I don't, I've never been in those shoes, but Mm. I agree. I feel like if as a, as a culture, we could, when we get pregnant, just be happy and open and tell people. Yeah. And when we are no longer pregnant, yep. also be sad and open and tell people. Yep. If we can do that and like normalize um, miscarriage, yeah. I think it would, I think I think it seems like with my dumb, dumb, not knowing brain that it would help everyone. It would help normalize it for men yep. and they can just get over it and understand that it's a part of the human experience and they need to be hearing it yep and it it would i think it would be helpful for women because yeah we all know people who have had tons and tons of miscarriages and it's like this heavy thing that they have to carry around and the dirty secret you know and there's shame around it i feel like anytime there's secrecy there's shame so anytime you're hiding anything it becomes dirty and shameful and awful and to at least have the option because maybe there is maybe there are women out there who are like i don't want people to know i don't want to share i want like great but at least let's have the option let's have the option as a culture to have it be something we can openly discuss without people like losing their minds and running away like they're being set on fire yeah yes and it's totally and it's totally ingrained i get it yeah one thing I was so, I've said this on the show before, but something that was so shocking to me about um, sort of uh, about having children and that sort of chapter of womanhood um, that that was new in that moment to me uh, was like this discovery that it seemed that a big part of what it was to be a woman and what it was to be a mother was to take on burdens Mm. and pretend like it's not happening yep (laughs) and you are so right in that like that is the fucking devil work of the patriarchy if i ever heard of anything that was yeah yeah Yeah. it's the martyrdom of it that a good mom sacrifices herself for her children right right and that even begins before motherhood so like you sacrifice your mental health in order to frankly make other people more comfortable yeah Mm -hmm. they don't Mm -hmm. have to know about your loss they don't have to hear about all that stuff right yeah right yeah yeah when i after um but my daughter Bo, i had like severe uh ppd um and you did too i'm really bad yeah yeah and like you know like having like yeah, I, I battled uh, depression and anxiety my whole life. So like, that wasn't a new thing. It was more like where I was just like, oh, I don't give a fucking shit what happens to me. Yeah. Um, and so that that was something that I, you know, recognized that when I started to talk about it, that people 
would they would either look at me like mm, oh you're a woman yeah oh, you're a woman. it was like you telling them that you had pms or something yeah they're like oh um or it they didn't want to hear about it mm -hmm. because it sounds like so um it, and it is bad it sucks but mm -hmm. i totally hear you about like how we we have to alter and and adjust how we present so that other people Mm -hmm. so that other people want to hang out with us I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember somebody on like right after I had my daughter I had like very like debilitating postpartum depression and anxiety yeah intrusive thoughts like probably I'm gonna walk into mm. the street like just oh really really scary yes. intrusive thoughts here intrusive thoughts uh yes. postpartum anxiety yeah. didn't Ooh. know it was thing a thing until years later oh yeah my husband was like i'm gonna call a hospital oh uh, yeah <laughs> because you don't you're not okay like yeah. i yeah. get it like this is my daughter was challenging she had colic she had like all sorts we had all sorts oh. of issues which we can get into later if we want to or not if it's boring of for course you. but um he was like this is definitely hard but I feel like this is actually like killing you and I've never seen you like this. And we, we need to figure this out. I'm really worried. Oh, um, and I'm partner. That's so nice. He's incredible. He's yeah. the absolute best. That's why he's my third and final husband. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like pretty vocal about yes. my struggles with motherhood, but I didn't know yet to call it PPD or PPA. Mm -hmm. Some person commented on social media, like, Laura Benanti acts like she's like the first person to ever be a mother. And I was like, I was so deeply like hurt by that. This person, by the way, was like 20. Um, oh, cute. So she wasn't a yeah. mother. No, but like mm. I, there's a few comments like that of people being like, oh, she always talks about being a mom or like, oh, she always makes it about being a mom. And I'm like, yeah, that's like the, the number one thing I'm doing right now. The hardest thing I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I was working on some creative project, like a show, I would also yeah. talk about that and tell you about exactly. that. So this is like the biggest creative project of my life. I'm so sorry yeah. you're bored by hearing about it. Yeah. God. Yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. But yes, so Amy, I and Betsy both, I like, I really relate to the PPD, PPA yeah. of it all. That was, it's really intense. I realized that that was what was happening when I chased a man off of the freeway because he cut me off Whoa. and I was like all right motherfucker mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean on. and then I stopped and I was like oh no yeah. this is even worse than normal so yeah were you alone in the car mm -hmm. I was alone in the oh, car. That... so it no, wasn't even kids. like mama bear you were just like <laughs> no I was just like this man I'm sorry but he has to die now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has to murder this man. Yeah. <laughs> I put a sign out my window because we live in New York City that said, shut the fuck up. Wild <laughs> <laughs> never slept. She never slept. Ever. That's madness. Ever. And oh we God. live right by a grocery store. And like, I literally went out there one time at like six in the morning and was like, I'm literally begging you, please be quieter when you like, put the things in and out of the, and they were looking at me like, you are fucking crazy. And then I put that sign out there. <laughs> like, I warned you, I told you it was <laughs> gonna they happen. Did they did not shut the fuck up. Shut that fuck up. Right. I, they were louder. They were definitely louder. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool.
Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics. I love Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics are 100% vegan and cruelty-free, formulated without parabens, sulfates, or phthalates. Oh, and did I mention that they make excellent products? Not just that. Thrive Cosmetics has a bold mission that's bigger than beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, such as emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. Let's talk about their Bright Balance 3-in-1 Cleanser. This is my favorite product. I mean, it's hard to choose one, but it removes makeup, excess oils, and impurities in one step, leaving your skin feeling soft and clean and never dry and tight. Plus, it really smells nice, and you know that I'm weird about smells. I also love their liquid balm lip treatment. It's a leave-on lip treatment that nourishes and restores dull, dehydrated lips, but also giving a glam glossy look. So essentially, it's good for your lips, but it also looks like lip gloss. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Not only is it the winner of the Allure Best of Beauty 2020 award, but it's flake-free, smudge-free, clump-free, and it's made with clean, nourishing ingredients that actually support longer, stronger, and healthier lashes over time. Unlike most mascaras, I truly love everything about Thrive Cosmetics. They make high quality, long lasting stuff that feels good to use physically and also feels good to use emotionally because their bigger than beauty mission is truly inspiring. And I promise you are going to love them as much as I do. So visit thrivecosmetics.com WMD and my listeners are going to get 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive order that you can only get here. So that's Thrive Cosmetics. It's C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S because it's for a good cause. Your face dot com slash WMD for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash WMD. Today's episode is brought to you by Every Plate. Experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's Best Value Meal Kit. Getting dinner on the table daily can be a challenge. But every plate can plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a delightful price. You can think of it like one meal from every plate is the same price as one cup of coffee. Recipes come together in about 30 minutes or less, and that means more time for you to spend outside with friends and family as the weather warms up, evenings get longer, and we all get to start leaving our houses. If you're someone who's been avoiding meal kits because of the price, every plate is for you. The food they sent was delicious, and it was really fun to make new things. Plus, we didn't have to hunt down ingredients it came straight to us. In fact, Every Plate offers a changing menu of 14 recipes per week, featuring a range of flavors and ingredients so you will never get bored. For real. Why Mommy Drinks listeners can try Every Plate for just $1.99 per meal, plus an additional 20% off your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com and entering code WMD199. That's up to a $100 value, and you're gonna have to eat, so you might as well give Every Plate a spin. So again, that's everyplate.com, enter code WMD199 to get $1.99 per meal, plus an additional 20% off your next two boxes. 
Yeah. Well, let's see. Let me uh, let me tell you what has uh, been breaking me. First of all, mm. everything. I you know I, I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing me say that, but you know it's been over a year in quarantine. Mm -hmm. I've lost my mind months mm -hmm. ago. I'm so fucking over it. I just mm -hmm. can't even. I'm plotting my escape mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's been breaking me really lately is just you know it it has been relent. It's been a very relentless year mm -hmm. 13 months <clears throat> and uh and so this has been a particularly relentless week where you know when you have those those weeks where your partner is working all the time mm -hmm. and you're picking up all the pieces and also working and you can't wait for the kids to go to bed so that you can work and then you're like you know, so what I keep finding is, so my husband's been working really hard at this sort of um, freelance full-time job that he has taken on, which is great, but it just means there's a lot of pieces to pick up on my end, and, and it's sort of like all of a sudden kind of been dumped in, in my lap, uh, and his, you know, so I'm finding I can't work during the day. Like, I literally can't, the kids won't, literally won't stop talking to me if I try to do stuff someone comes over starts talking to me mama you know what I'm mama look at this thing mama can you download this can we play battleship and you know and, and you feel like a jerk saying like I gotta work mm -hmm. and so then it's like I I say no to them and I'm working poorly mm -hmm. barely working and then they go to sleep uh no they don't go to sleep they go upstairs where allegedly they will sleep once one day. Um, and then I and then I start to work. And at some point, excuse me, you know, and at some point my husband peels off and starts playing a video game. But what I am finding oftentimes is that, you know, as as mothers, especially a lot of what we do is so invisible. Oh. and sort of all-encompassing and so I'll even if I get my actual work done then I'm on my phone trying to find rain boots or trying to figure out uh how we get their COVID test before they go back to school like just all of those little mm -hmm. sort of mundane things that if, if you don't do um you know, you know that stuff won't get done. Or in my case, a lot of times someone will be like, we don't have blah, blah, blah. Or like, I keep asking oh. you to get blah, blah, blah. And it never happened. And uh, and I want to scream and just be like, well, you know what? No one ever stops talking to me. And I'm never alone for a goddamn minute. Um, <laughs> which is classic mom. Um, <laughs> and so like last night I had... I had, yesterday I had taught a class. I had, did I teach a class yesterday? I don't even fucking know, it all blurs together. But I think I taught an improv class and then I had to watch the kids and you know do a whole bunch of other shit. And then they went to sleep and I was like, oh, I can finally tape this voiceover audition. And then, and then I was just trying to like edit it and, and my husband's playing a video game and I was just like, 
It was like that Far Side cartoon where there's like a dog standing in a window holding a violin and all of his dog friends are outside like, come on out, we're going to pee on stuff. And he's like, mm. and I that's how I felt. I felt like the dog with the violin a little. And, and then I still didn't get it done because I'm so desperate for downtime that then I'll... I'll be like, I really need to edit this voiceover audition so I can send it off before 10 a.m. And instead, I'll like, I'll like play words with, or, you know, like uh, Best Fiends or whatever for half an hour. And then I'll feel like, like, oh, that's so bad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I get up this morning and I'm like, okay, I'm going to edit this fucking thing and get it out before it's due. And my husband wants help and the kids want attention. It's yeah. just relentless. Yes. And I'm so fucking over this. I realized mm -hmm. the other day when the kids finally do actually really for real, real go back to school in the fall, I think I'm going to need to just take like September off mm -hmm. of work just so I can like put my fucking house together and my life together. Cause there's just piles of shit Ugh. everywhere. And there's piles of to-do lists mm -hmm. in my head mm -hmm. and in my inbox. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just feel like we've been holding on by a thread mm -hmm. for months and months. So yeah, just the relentless enormity of all of it <laughs> just, just everything that. that's on just everything <laughs> yeah yes um and then you know you have to send in auditions and stuff and be like hi mm -hmm. i live in a hollywood studio i look great <laughs> everything's fine i don't have children or if i do they are so silent and mm -hmm. let me just razzle dazzle get stuff in on time and you know make it look seamless oh my god it's all part of the same concept isn't it of just like ignore your life ignore yeah. your pain yeah put a slap a smile on yeah absolutely yeah it's like you're like a hit you're like a hidden woman like you're yeah. not meant to have any of your own stuff going on just be sort of like a vessel <laughs> yeah yeah gotta keep it together so everyone thinks i have it together gotta go yeah, yeah. right <laughs> yeah um, and i'm a fucking hot mess yeah i'm not even a hot mess i'm just like a I'm like a freezing i'm like a frigid mess <laughs> girl uh, same i'm a where tepid I'm like, mess yeah where i'm just like my poor husband i'm like do you think i want one more person climbing on me today Nothing. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah i feel bad for my husband too so bad like the other day my daughter and i both were hysterically crying and then our dog, who's a girl, like was just like freaking out too because her mommy and sister were crying. And my husband, I was like, oh my God, my poor fucking husband. He just wants to like, he just wants to like look at sports stats. He just like wants to know what players are doing well at things. Meanwhile, his right. entire house is sobbing. <laughs> just freaking out. And he he is so sweet. His eyes are just huge. And all he keeps saying is like, can I do anything? Oh. Is there anything I can do? Sweetheart. I know. And That's but then I'm like, yes, I will hand you a list. And he's like, Hi. <laughs> right. No, but I mean not really. He would do it. <laughs> would you please tell us, Laura, what has broken you? 
Ahem. Well, <laughs> I went into labor Great. on February 11th. And I had my daughter on February 14th. Oh my God. That just clicked in right before you said that. What the fuck? So That's our crazy. journey begins there. Yeah. And I had, a, it was not great. I labored at home for 40 hours. Um, I brought before in like that. 40 hours. I started on the 11th with <gasps> contractions. Okay. Oh my God. And I labored at home for 40 hours. Like I, I like, you know, had contractions at home for 40 hours. We brought in, but I was like not dilating. Um, I brought in like an acupuncturist. My husband, my, our doula literally had me like army crawling like over the bed and climbing stairs and like doing all sorts of crazy shit. And I was in so much fucking pain. And oh, finally I like grabbed my husband and the doula both like by their, the napes of their neck. And I was like, take me to a hospital. <laughs> yes. And I got to the hospital and they were like, you are one centimeter dilated. No. And I was like, give me every drug. Yeah. And they gave me the drugs and then I finally dilated, but it was like, it was so fucking intense. And then they, I, I finally, I pushed for two and a half hours. Thank God I had midwives. Otherwise I would have had a C-section for sure. And my daughter was flipped the wrong way. She was sunny side up. So I was in back labor that whole time. Oh my Extra painful. Extra painful. So I've gone through that Laura and it's awful. It's so bad. You're like, Oh, someone's stabbing me in my spine and my butthole. Okay. (laughs) Um, Then they gave me the epidural, (laughs) but I had an epidural window, meaning like there was one part of my body that still felt severe pain. Oh my God, Laura, this happened to me too. It's so horrible because you're like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You get a lasagna. Um, (laughs) But you think like, I'm going to get the drugs and then this horrible thing is going to be over and it's going to be what everyone says and you won't feel it and instead mm-hmm. you have like a fucking panic attack because you are you feeling it all yeah and it's like you're being stabbed in one area like that's like the window for me was like my left hip area um and they and my jeweler was like but the good news is you can feel when the contractions are coming and i was like that's why i asked for the drugs i don't want to feel it what I'm sorry, how is that good news? Yeah. <laughs> he also like giving me so soup out of a cup. I was like, good news is that you can feel everything. <laughs> <laughs> where I got a needle in my spine so that I don't have to do that. Oh my what god. Did, what did she think the point of the epidural was? I wonder. I don't I, so I we, literally don't know. So both of you had back labor after the epidural. Uh, so I was in back labor at home for 40 hours. And then after the epidural, I could still feel, yeah. Yeah. And they gave it to me twice. They gave me two epidurals because I was like, that one didn't work. And they were like, oh, okay. And the same with you. God damn it. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. That's it's horrible. Because getting an epidural is already so traumatic oh my and God. awful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So then, and, and of course, when you're like, I need this changed, uh-huh. no one's like, oh, okay, no problem. They're like, really? Are you sure? Do you really not feel it? Like, I know. You know, I had a, I had a, an anesthesiologist explain it after my that first experience, which and it really put it in a perspective. Which is, um, they said, imagine you had a big thick book, like a you know a dictionary, and you're flipping through that dictionary, and you've got to get that needle on page. Right. You know, 213. Yeah. And 
And so as you're flipping, you know, which makes sense. Like, yeah, it is fucking like almost random. It's a miracle anyone gets their epidural to work when you think yeah. about it like that. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why anesthesiologists get paid so much goddamn money because it is not an easy, it's not an easy thing to do. But it was a nightmare. And my at two and a half hours in of pushing, God. the midwife was like, we have 30 more minutes and then then we got to do a C-section because my daughter was like under in duress. Oh, every time I pushed the cord was wrapped around her neck. So every time I pushed, she was getting like a tiny bit strangled. Um, yeah. So, but I, I, we did it. We like, I pushed her out. She like whipped that thing off around her neck. She was, Ella was so tall. I was like, Oh my God, that baby's still coming out. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it was like, yeah, it was crazy. It was one of those clown, like, like flags, you know, those things that just keep coming. Um, handkerchiefs, yeah, yeah, other like, handkerchiefs. Exactly, thank you. Yeah. Um, and then it was, and then I just never rested from that moment on ever. Like, it was, it was just crazy. Like, they were literally sewing up my vagina and like my in-laws and my parents just like walked in the room. <gasps> they were like, we're here to see our grandchild. And I was like, um, can I, my badge is out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I permission. The nurse was like, come in. And there's a hilarious picture of me that I will show you where it's like, I'm like so puffy and smiling and our parents are there. And <laughs> I just noticed that you can totally see my vagina. Like, yeah. The sheets are over me, but there's like literally like a triangle <laughs> where there's no sheet, and it's just like my bleeding bag. <laughs> and then, this is the best part. And then after I like, greet everyone, and literally they say, to, My mother in law goes, You look tired. I was like, Yes, I am. Oh my um, God, what? Yeah, what? then first of all, no one should say that to another woman ever, ever. period. In any no. situation, but no. yeah, no shit. You look tired, and yeah. also I've been pushing out a baby for sixty-three hours or whatever it is. Like for it days was, for literal days Literally for three full days. So then I'm like, something doesn't feel right, and I look down and there's just blood. <gasps> and then the midwife was like up in my vag, like to that fucking elbow, just like pulling clots out of my body and <gasps> I was like what's going on and she was like um this is gonna be we're gonna be fine like she was so calm I'm, I'm obsessed with her she was amazing um but it was not good um my husband was like freaking out it was and so then they're like okay they finally get it under control they're gonna move me to my room they put me in a wheelchair and then they like gave me the baby but then also like tie the baby to me so that I can't like drop the baby and then for whatever reason they bring me to the hallway and the nurse is like, oh, hold on. Leaves me in the hallway. Like, Alone? With the baby. And then there's a tour. They're giving a tour of the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my God. Pregnant women and their husbands. And I was like, don't do it. <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. And they, like, you know, and I'm like, you know, just have never looked worse. I gained 65 pounds with my daughter. So like my nose was pregnant. I was, I was, oh. the, it was just a mess. Everyone's nose gets pregnant. Isn't that weird? That Everyone is. gets a, like a wide Huge nose. Nose. Yeah. Huge. I think it's that your body is like, you need Hold extra on. air. Well, so I'm going to make your nose on. big. Cause that happens during my period too, where I'm like, Oh, Hey, where it's just like, it's never a small nose, but then it's like, 
it's it gets extra beakish. Um, but literally, I was I'll never forget them. Like all of these women, like smiling with their sweet like that bumps and just seeing me just like bleeding <laughs> to me. <laughs> And he's like, oh my God. you can change your mind. Do it. <laughs> you fucking do this. This is horrible. Um, so that, that is insane. That's so disrespectful for you. Yeah. He's so crazy. You also, don't want to be seen by a bunch of fucking no. people. Also, I'm like, I get that I'm not like so famous, but I'm but enough that people in Starbucks are like, hey. I know you, we went to high school together. I'm like, no, we didn't. <laughs> so like, there's definitely that level of recognition where people think we know each other. Yeah. Like they don't know how they know me, but they do. Yeah. And I'm like, do I, I don't need that. Nobody deserves no. that. Nobody. No, no. But also like, guys, come on. Um. So then Jeez. we had like right away, so many issues. My daughter projectile vomited onto my husband's face. And then, um. What? We immediately had breastfeeding issues immediately where like she wouldn't latch, but only on one side. So then one boob became huge and the other boob was just like the sad, lonely boob that was like, what about me? <laughs> um, and then, and then I went and then my, the PPD kicked in because she never slept. She cried like 18 hours a day, never slept. You know, people were like, where are your baby? And I was like, my baby is strong like i put her in one of those things and she was like punching me in the face at like five days old like no and screaming like no i would see like you know babies sleeping in restaurants and be like what is that i i just did i did not have like it was just you know it was a lot so then wait I, can I, I just pause for a second and yeah. say also i mean as a person who went through a very similar birth experience that you described, for me, it was incredibly traumatic. And I yeah. had like, I had post-traumatic stress. Yeah. People yeah. would ask me like, how was the birth? And I would start crying. And I didn't know, no one said like, hey, you've been through a really traumatic experience. Yes. Maybe my husband said that, but no one else did yeah and then you're also supposed to like okay now go live your life and like have this yeah. baby yeah go bounce back go outside go for a walk sleep when the baby sleeps i was like oh cool so never so only my baby only sleeps when i'm bouncing her on a ball for 45 minutes and holding her otherwise she won't sleep at all Jesus. so when do you expect me to sleep so i ended up going to seven lactation consultants seven that's how my like anxiety started to manage itself oh. and I was like, I'm just going to get an expert. This expert will fix it. This, and like one of them literally sent me to like a shaman who like put Eagle feathers on me and like blue beer all over me. I was like, that's the place where I, that I was in. Yeah. Um, and just like sobbing, calling her and her being like, don't worry, you will have a breastfed baby bathe with her, sleep with her on your chest naked at all times. And I was like, okay, you know, just so like not okay. And finally the seventh lactation consultant was like, stop. And I was like, wait, what? She was like, stop doing this. Yeah. It's not good for you. It's not mm -hmm. good for, and this is three months in, mind you. She was like, it's not working. You're not okay. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. not okay. And, sh and she's not okay. Like this, you are not meant to do this. Give her formula. Yeah. 
And I did. And she, Ella looked at me like, fucking thank you. This is what I've been asking for for three months. And, but still I was so traumatized from that. And that's like, it's exactly what you said. I never got to rest. I was traumatized from the birth Yeah. and then never, just never healed. I really didn't. It wasn't until my daughter was like six months old and I was seeing a therapist and on medication and she was on the right formula, which was like a fucking pre-digested amino acid formula from the UK. That's all she could tolerate. Wow. Um, yeah. That I started to come out of it. But honestly, like, I feel like it never, I feel like I still have it to some degree. I feel like yeah. I am also a person who's always had to manage depression and anxiety, but now it's just like on an extra level because I have to keep a person alive and beyond alive. I want her to like thrive. Yeah. And of so course, I yeah. feel like that is the thing that continues to sort of break me every single day. And yeah. everybody has their own suggestions as to how we could, I could be doing it better or easier or, you know, you know, take it easy. Don't, don't, it's not so serious. Like, I just feel like everybody feels like fine telling moms what they should and could be doing differently and better. Right. And, and so that, and everyone feels like they could just come up to you. A stranger in fucking yeah. Whole Foods is like, she's cold. And I'm like, she's not cold. She's an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> yes. exactly. Yeah. And having a child who is like easily dysregulated mm-hmm. from birth, you know, like where I've made peace with the fact that I actually can't um, help her feel better sometimes. Sure. There are times she just has to ride it out and I just have to be next to her while it happens. And to not be able to comfort her. It's very painful. So I can imagine. It's really painful. Yeah. yeah. So like to have those tiny little heartbreaks daily, that's like really shitty and hard. And to try and keep a sense of humor yes. through it. Which is, I feel like the thing that always saved my life was that I saw the things through the lens of a sense of humor. But as a mom, I find it more difficult. I find it hard to like see the humor. Yes. Well, because it's also like, there's also that weird thing I, I experience, and I'm, I'm sure you do too, where like, if you do want to make a joke of it, about it, to lighten the weight of what the actuality is, because that's how you deal with things and I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. And then you have, then there's also that fear, I think of people who don't know you're joking or have, or decide that that's not okay. Um, because like they had some experience that even though it's not necessarily, it's not you obviously, and they're not, it's not related to you that they feel like, uh, that, that you are, you're not allowed to make light of the situation. And I, I think about that all the, all the time like and I totally hear what you're saying and I god it's you you put it so beautifully like every those tiny heartbreaks every day and it just like it weighs you down yeah um and I mean and your your gal is little still yeah and so it's just like the everyday shit like Oh, man. Yeah, it's and she like, yeah, she's had health issues. Like we figured out that she actually has like a kidney issue, and she had surgery on her kidneys last year. Okay. So a lot of what we was like considered colicky as a baby, we're like, oh no, she actually had two ureters when she were meant to have one. Yeah. So she was like in pain. Sweet. You know, that's why she was crying. She was in pain. Yeah. And so and when you when you're in pain for that long, like when you basically have, you know, chronic pain. 
yeah. it makes you more irritable. And so, you know, I, I don't have a child who's going to shake it off. I have a kid who's like every day is like, my belly hurts, my tummy hurts, my belly hurts. And then has to manage that all day long. And then come bedtime, she has the normal four-year-old toddler tantrums compounded by being like, I don't feel well, fucking help me. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it has been such a journey with her and, and, and trying not to blame myself mm -hmm. and not blaming her, not getting mad at her, you know, mm -hmm. she's just a tiny little person figuring yeah. her way in this world. Um, you know, it's just, it is not what I thought it was going to be. I thought that I was going to be like blissfully breastfeeding in a field <laughs> and that motherhood was going to be so natural. We were going to have so many picnics, you know, I just, I really saw us picnicking quite a bit. <laughs> just butterflies and yes, so many butterflies. Exactly. <laughs> just singing to them as they like land on my fingertips. Exactly. Um, you know, yeah. and, and instead what it's been is just a constant managing. It's just like a waking up every day and being like, okay, all yeah. right. And just like bailing out the boat. Yes. You know, yes. I thought we were going to be like sailing to the island of blissful motherhood. And instead I'm just like bailing out the boat and we're just like in the same place. Like yeah. we're in the same pond, but we're not, we haven't completely drowned yet. Right. So like, and you know, it's like what you were saying, finding the humor in it people are like, mm, talking about how real and dark it is. People are like, mm. yeah. And I'm like, why don't we just be where we are? If that's okay. Absolutely. Hey, we have a new sponsor, Love Every. It's an awesome service, but since my kids are a little older, our producer Ryan, who has a 20-month-old, is going to share a bit about it. Ryan? Thanks so much, Betsy. My wife and I were so excited to receive the Love Every kit in the mail. We've been having trouble finding age-appropriate toys for our 20-month-old son. Love Every took out all that guesswork. As soon as we opened the box, our son was tearing through all the toys and immediately wanting to play with everything. The play kit comes with an awesome guide that provided excellent tips and ways to play to really work on the skills that my son needs to at his age range. We got a grooved pitcher and glass, perfect for practicing hand-eye control, this geoshapes puzzle, a flashlight so my son can have one just like daddy, amongst so much more. He is really into this lockbox that was provided, figuring out the different latches and locks, with Love Every, he is finally being engaged and having fun with his toys for more than just a few minutes, which has been something that we've been really having a problem with. Take the guesswork out of your child's play. Choose Love Every today and get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits at loveevery.com WMD. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y dot com slash WMD for free shipping. Loveevery.com slash WMD. So I want to hear what's what has broken you. Okay. Well, the thing I think that has broken me uh, as of late is, uh, is is your daughter in preschool or daycare? Is she home with you guys all day? She was, but yeah. she's, she's home with us all day. Right. Okay. So yeah, my kids too. And my daughter's in Zoom kindergarten. Oh um, and she's returning to in-person <sighs> next month. Even though, I don't think I told you this, Betsy, her, we got an email from her that the teacher's not. She's going to be zooming in to my Wait, classroom. Wait, what? Who's yeah. going to be watching the There's children. like a sub. What? I well, I know. Also, why? Didn't she get her why? vaccine? I, I don't I assume so. Then <laughs> it, what like, the fuck is the problem? 
I don't know. And I don't know how to, how to ask her without saying that yeah. exact <laughs> phrase. <laughs> what the fuck is the problem? Right. Get your vaccine. You'll be 95% safe. Wear two masks. Go to work. Fucking hell. This is what you're going to zoom. What are you talking? Anyway, so that has been a, a, a real <laughs> bummer. Fertility partners. It would be one thing if they were like in high school, but no. She's five. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're not gonna be like, I'm gonna listen to my teacher who's a hologram. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's already not real to them, yeah. you know. So <laughs> I it's all like Obi-Wan, you're our only hope, uh ABCs. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so that really, you know, bummed me out. But I mean more importantly, you know, my kid obviously needs to go back to school yeah and so we also started talking about our, our son going back into daycare and so we we sent Bo to great daycare and uh charlie just got in which was you know how they have those fucking year-long two-year-long oh wait lists it's insane oh congratulations yeah. oh well thank you about well, so he's well he's supposed to start in july and all of a sudden, I realize, you know, I'm out of a job. I have been mm -hmm. for the last, and as everyone is, mm -hmm. um, and I've been home with my kids all day for the last year plus. Mm -hmm. And I had this moment where I'm like, if my kid's in school and my son's in daycare, then what am I doing on this planet? Right. Like, oh, it fucking, and it's weird because I've, you know, I've always been like, I have, you know, I was a woman before I had kids and I'm a comedian before I get, you know, but, um, it feels so hopeless now. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if my tour is coming back. I don't know. I mean, I, I pray to God it does, but like, I honestly was like, what's the fucking point if yeah. I don't have any, anywhere to go and we're paying for my son to go to this daycare and my kids in school, like or she's in camp or whatever, like, then what, a, then what is my purpose? Right. And you, you must feel in a way like, oh, if they're not here, then I better be working my ass off when they're not here. But yeah, at what? Yeah. At what? Like doing what? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that, you know, I think it was like, weirdly, like the pandemic sucks and it like, my dream job is gone and all this stuff. But like, weirdly, it made me feel like, well, then if life gets back to normal, what does that mean for me? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. my yeah. normal isn't normal anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it just made me feel like really um, worthless, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, even though I'm like, no, 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 of course, like, you know, I'm on medication that doesn't allow me to <laughs> sink that low, <laughs> you know? um, which I'm like, yes, science. But, um, <laughs> I, but I definitely like it's so I, and that's an interesting thing. I didn't think I would be, I'd be thinking about that. I just thought I'd be like, great, go live your lives. Mm -hmm. Go, go, you know, go learn and develop and get friends. And, and, you know, I just picture myself just like sitting, just like watching real housewives all fucking day. Mm -hmm you know, and like mm -hmm. making excuses to go pick them up early. So yeah, so it was a moment where I'm like, 
I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. Um, Mm -hmm. It feels, and it felt really bad, but yeah. So that's what, yeah, that's what I think broke me recently. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. This, this pandemic has stolen so much, so much from, from all of us in varying ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I, when I went back to work, I, I actually had that feeling where I was like, like, what am I doing? I'm like endangering the life of my family. Right. Right. To play dress up. Right. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I. Because you have to, you don't have a choice. You have to work. Re- yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it, um, it's not like we're just like rolling around in fucking dollar bills over here. It's like, <laughs> you know, like I have to have a job. Um, and, but I definitely like for the many months where I didn't work, I felt like, what am I doing? I'm not Mm -hmm. supposed to do this. This is too hard. I am not a good enough person to be a stay at home mom. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm too selfish. I'm sorry to laugh, but I think we, yes, I feel that way. We all feel that way. Right. (laughs) I think people assume that like, I would love to play pretend like I fucking hate playing pretend more than anything in the world. <gasps> oh, with and, your kid? Oh, oh. I hate <laughs> yeah. I hate it so much. And my because they don't like, like to switch it up. Well, but also she's just like the me. She's such a mean director. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> like there's no, and I have to be the same fucking character over and over again. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm like this guy sucks. Although she did come up with a great character yesterday. <laughs> Which was the you're fine monster. <laughs> what? That's a good one. Hey, 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 hey. No, calm down. The calm down monster. Who comes in and goes, All right, first of all, everybody calm down. <laughs> that's so real. Oh my and that's your I'm role? Just... Yeah, that's my role. <laughs> that's the role that I play. Oh my, yesterday when we were in the car, Bo, so we went to the park and uh, for people who've heard me on this podcast, as you all know, I hate outside, but I've been yeah, taking them outside a lot <laughs> during spring break. And um, so I was like, oh, you know, let's go, let's go get a happy meal, whatever the thing that they shouldn't have and I shouldn't give them. Um, and so we were in the car and, <laughs> and Bo goes, mommy, can I have a chocolate shake? And I was like, eh, we can split it. And she goes, live in the dream. <laughs> <laughs> It is amazing when you see them be funny on purpose. <laughs> I know That's it's incredible. so. I died. I laughed so. It's so. Oh god, she's so fucking funny. And she said it like like just my tone, my exact intonation. Yeah, in the dream. Yeah, it's really funny. I know. Those are the best. So I taught Ella the like Ella Ella Bobella Banana Fana Fofella, and yesterday morning because she comes into our room in the middle of the night and sleeps in our bed and i'm too tired to do the thing where i walk her back and like yeah. tell her like, you oh. sleep in your bed like boundaries fuck up. no, yeah, no. So she wakes up <laughs> in the morning and i hear her going tucker tucker bobucker banana <gasps> fan of foe and she stopped <laughs> and she goes am i gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> laughter so then of course the rest of the day she was like fucker and I was like, no, Helen, no. 
if another grown up hears you say that, you're going to go to jail. <laughs> They're going to put you in jail. Oh my God. Odie, my five year old, was so mad at his brothers last night. He that They were all like fighting. They were trolling him at Peruge. And he was he was so furious that he was saying crazy weird things for impact. So yeah. he, he would be like, "You're just a damn uh, like oh, baby. Go, go heck yourself." And yeah. I'm just like what? Oh, so good. My daughter does that too. Like when she Amy and I were talking about how she gets like really dysregulated. She can get like her. I'm talking tantrums. I'm not exaggerating. They're better now, but they were going on three hours. Oh um, my god! Where my husband and I would just take turns leaving the house. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, she will scream at my husband. She'll be like, "You liar! You, you!" Like, yeah, she called him a liar the other day. She told me she hated me that I was the worst mom she ever had. But then, she, what's the other thing? She was like, "She was like, you're a stupid. You're a stupid." To my husband, yeah. And she, I mean, she like goes off but it's hilarious you then right. you really do want to laugh just like saying like go damn yourself be saying it but they don't know how to say it but they're like you get the idea yeah oh yeah. my god well laura i know you need to get going please uh tell everyone yeah. you know what what should they check out where can they follow you tell everyone about your book yep okay so you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Laura Benanti. I'm also on TikTok, but I don't do it because I'm an old. I can't. I'm just too tired. It's so time consuming to make those yeah. little mini movies. Yeah. It's work. Um, oh, and everyone listening, work. you know Laura from she played Melania Trump. Yes. Like uh on, on the show. On the late night. Late on the late night, night show with Stephen Colbert. Yeah. So you've seen her oot and a boot in the world. Yeah. regardless oh for sure you can see me on younger which is coming up um i'm on the reboot of gossip girl for hbo max but <gasps> i don't know when that airs what? Um, cool. that's where I'm right now um but i have a book that i co-wrote with my friend kate mangiamelli who's a soprano at the metropolitan opera um <gasps> it's a book for moms it's called m is for mama and also merlot and it looks like a board book, but it's for moms. So it's a 30 second read. You can read it on the toilet if you want to like a quick laugh as you're like, you know, trying to breastfeed your child and shit at the same time. <laughs> and then I have a self-titled album out, which is like a jazzy album. So by the time this airs, I'm hoping that um, I'm putting out a new, so one of my singles, which is a cover of the Jonas Brothers song, Sucker, all of my proceeds went to food core. Um, cause they're, they're trying to make sure that children who, um, rely on the, their like school cafeteria for the majority of their day's nutrition, um, don't go hungry when they're not in school. So, right. and then, um, I'm putting together a music video that I really would appreciate if you two send some videos, just like one minute long videos of like this, what it is to be a mom during this pandemic. Oh yeah. Together. Um, and I'm at, you know, I asked people on social media to send in their videos and I'm putting it together in a music video for a, a, my next single that's coming out, which is, um, <clears throat> a cover of the song wives and lovers, which is like a Burt Bacharach song from the sixties that is deeply problematic. And I put it on my <laughs> album and re revamped it a little bit. 
And I'm partnering with Birth Queen, which is an organization working full time to end the Black maternal health crisis. Black <gasps> yes. women are four times more likely to die during <gasps> childbirth. And in New wow. York City, they're 12 times more likely to die during childbirth. 12. Holy what? shit. Yeah. And yes, I know. My friend Rachel Nick um, Lyons, she founded this. And to her point, there is nothing wrong with Black women's bodies the black bodies are not the problem is yeah. that black right. bodies are not listened to. Yes. And yeah. so for every person who sends in a vid for every video that I receive, like I'm going to donate $5 to um, birth queen. And then hopefully we'll get a lot of videos and hopefully we can raise a lot of money. for. And then That's the video awesome. will be out in the world just from in time for mother's day to kind of salute moms and all that we've been going through. Um, oh, that's fantastic. And I actually, I, I have another album out called um, Singing You Home, S-I-N-G-I-N-G, You Home. And there it's um, children's songs for family reunification. And it's a dual language children's album with incredible people, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Mandy oh. Gonzalez and Adina Menzel, Kristen Chenoweth, Cynthia Arrivo, um, oh uh, Josh Robin. Uh, Ingrid Michelson and Anna Viafanye, um, myself, um, and a little girl named Isabella Preston. We all sing in Spanish and in English, and every single penny goes to reunite families separated at the border. So you can check out all of those things. Oh, and I have, I executive produced a documentary for HBO Max called Homeschool Musical Class of 2020. And That's you right. That where it's seven young people from all over the country, recent um, 2020 graduates from high school. Uh, we interview them and then they do musical performances that were all filmed virtually. And it's really beautiful. It's really uplifting. And uh, so check it out. Oh my That's God, Laura, amazing. you're amazing. Laura, you are amazing. Also, Laura, I wanted to say you are love. You were just the loveliest, warmest, most beautiful. This is like you know the second time that you and I've chatted, and like yeah. you just are just the best. I oh, I adore you. Yeah, I feel the same it. way. I feel the same way. God, what a difference from the first time we spoke, right? What a difference. Oh my God, yeah. It's oh my God, bizarre. We got to do deep dives. I'm like kind of. I really was into our deep dives during our. Fuck our yeah, dude! Can you please come back? Yeah. Also, that book. Tell me the book name one more time. M is for Mama, and also Merlot. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds like an amazing book to give someone for like a baby shower or Mother's exactly. Day or yeah. like your your girlfriend's birthday exactly. or something. Yeah, it's like it's in the vein of like the, you know everything is like A is for Apple, B is for Baba, you know, for kids, yes. and this one is like, you know. F is for F them even better F them twice. Like, <laughs> and uh, and Amy, where can people follow you? Oh, um, on Instagram uh, at Amy Albert Cobb. Well, Laura, you are doing an amazing job. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks, ladies. Yeah, you're wonderful. You, yeah, I know it doesn't always. We all are. Feel that it does not ever. Oh, feel that yes, way. does it ever feel that way? Are we ever like <laughs> every now and then you're like, did I just make that Halloween costume? I'm on top of the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, I made Rice Krispie treats. <gasps> I'm the best mom ever. 
uh, Amy, you are also doing an amazing yes. job. Thank you, my love. You are, totally. you are important. Yes. What you do nice. is, you. is worthy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, you ladies well, are doing an amazing, amazing job. As always. Thanks, yes. Amy. If you listening at home, uh, find yourself bleeding in a hallway as a bunch of strangers who may recognize you from your work walk by, <laughs> or if you find yourself wondering if you are worth it, yeah. just know you are doing a great job. My mommy drinks. Hey, Oscar, Rachel, do you like Disney movies? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen all of them? Yeah, we saw all the Disney animated movies. And we saw all the Pixar animated movies, too. How about the DCOMs? What? what? The Disney Channel original movies. You should listen to our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault, because we are watching all of them in chronological order. Yeah, and we do fun segments, like we cast each other. That's right, and my favorite segment, Zaddy Watch, where we rank every single DCOM daddy. Ooh, you can listen to all this fun stuff on our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, guys, let's get back in the vault. It's cold out here. <laughs> Campfire.